So he got fired. No, he retired. Got to do the air quotes. Retired. <laughs> okay. So he retired. <laughs> yeah. It was it said for misconduct allegations. It was sexual misconduct. It was sexual misconduct. But I think there were but other forms we have, of misconduct. Do we have any details about that? There's an article that I read earlier. I haven't memorized it or anything. But it just said that he's given, uh, passing down authority to Stephanie McMahon. And I think... I think her husband, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm probably wrong, but whatever. Okay. And then, like, I guess Triple H is coming back as head of uh, talent fuck? relations, whatever that means. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So Vince McMahon, retired. quote unquote, retires because he's such a fucking slime ball. He's been a slime ball for literally decades since yeah. like the 70s. Since I was a, yeah, since even before I was born, since I was a kid. Yeah. I'm surprised this hasn't happened way fucking sooner. Yeah. He's basically the Trump of pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trump was on pro wrestling. So. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I think he got stone right. cold stunnered, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. <laughs> oh, God. He's such a fucking narcissist, though. Like, I'm sure there's probably been more. There's more things, things Vince McMahon did. Done. Yeah. Before this, okay, how long had it been going on, though? Shit, I don't know. I, okay, so the article said something like, this particular shenanigans since, like, the 2010s or this something like that. This one that we know of. Yeah, just this one that's causing him to step down. Oh, jeez. Uh, I love pro wrestling, but uh, it just sucks when something that's, like, so good is being run by somebody so evil. I know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It, it, I know this sounds like so fucking silly, but I kind of like, you know, you know, that I watched that really bad show, Young Rock. Oh, yeah. I really wish like The Rock's grandma was just in charge of everything. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Damn, I used to watch it when I was a kid, though, like back when it was all the greats, like The Rock and like Mankind. Stone and Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. Yes, exactly. God, in my fucking middle school, people would be walking around in Stone Cold t-shirts and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, my aunt got me into pro wrestling. But she was also really into figure skating. So Ooh. then, of course, I got into figure skating. And then I realized when she came out as bisexual that if you're into pro wrestling and figure skating, <laughs> that means something. And so, you know, shortly afterward, I discovered that same thing about myself. But that's not the point. <laughs> the point is... Vince McMahon is a fucking slime ball, and I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, I don't. Ha I'm not trying to give nobody credit for nothing. I'm just saying, you know, uh, he was there whenever I was a kid, and all of my favorite like wrestlers were a thing. But uh, is that kind of makes it more like a bad rash? <laughs> It's like, that rash was with me when I went to the state fair. That rash was with me whenever I fucking won the Indy 500. And that rash was with me when, but you know, now I don't have the rash anymore. What the and fuck? And life can go on. What kind of metaphor is this? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Vince McMahon is a rash. And now the rash is gone. Let's, let's enjoy some wrestling. Okay. Super Pucks, 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 Super
Microphone, and this is, is Sumo Punks. <laughs> Thank you, Furiosa. You can go lay down now. Go on. Don't just sit there and stare at me. She's, she thinks you're gonna give her something. She thinks the microphone is a treat. Is what she thinks. I think she wants you because to give I'm her holding treat. it in my hand. You know, she she probably thinks it's ice cream or something. Because <laughs> that's what your mom does. I think my mom you know, shares ice cream. With I'm you. pretty sure that's what you do as well. What share ice cream with Fury? I wouldn't put it past you. I mean, I have. I knew it. Well, she she wants some. <laughs> it's dairy free. You don't just give it to her because she wants it. Well, she was looking at me like, please. She was, see, look at that face. How That's can you why say no she's that so face? spoiled. Because y'all are spoiled. always giving her people food. That's why she thinks she's a people. She is a people. <laughs> she's a furry people. I'm a furry people. <laughs> and you don't feed me ice cream. I do too. What are you even talking okay, about? Okay, yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> we have all kinds of awesome Basho coverage for you guys today. But first, I did want to do a quick run through of the upcoming tournaments, especially since there were a couple of things that we forgot to mention when we did this on the last episode. <laughs> so first up is the Iron Wave Sumo Club's Iron Belly 2, the sequel. That's in Orlando, Florida, Saturday, August 6th at noon local time. Prizes will include a sweet-ass sword. See, I was reading something that Cornelius had put, so I think it's like each winner of each weight class gets a sword. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's just the winner of open weight or the winner of each weight, but he made it sound like the winner of each weight class would get a sword. We can get more details about that later. But still, swords! But just for right now, fucking sweet-ass swords! (laughs) Then after that... Gaga Maru, along with current European champion Amran Tsikoridze, will be holding a sumo seminar in Pantigo, Texas, which is basically just Arlington. This is going to be at the Arlington School of Self-Defense on Sunday, August 28th from 1 to 5 p.m., hosted by the Dallas Sumo Club and Dark Circle Sumo Club in collaboration with Inside Sport Japan. A bit of trivia that we forgot to mention last episode. Gagamaru, along with Asahisho, Tenkaiho, and Toyonoshima, were in a Japanese commercial for a Fitbit-type product where they all play in a metal band. <laughs> Asahisho played the guitar, and that's actually where we got our logo from <laughs> for this podcast. Gagamaru played drums. Yeah. And it actually looked like he knew what the hell he was doing. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. The music wasn't even that bad either. It was kind of groovy. Like, I would... Groove it, metal. A little groove metal-ish. It kind of had some some supple terror vibes here. Yeah. Got a little thrashy. Then after that, we have the Consulate's Cup at Dreamland in Dripping Springs, Texas, Saturday, September 3rd at 11 a.m. local time. Followed by U.S. Sumo Open at Walter Pyramid in Long Beach, California, Saturday, September 10th at 2 p.m. local. 
Beer City Sumo Open comes after that. That's going to be at City Built Brewing Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Saturday, October 1st at noon. And another reminder, it does say that they will have an authentic clay dohyo. Man, that's got to be... That's, I think there needs to be more training on clay dohyos. And last but not last for the year, just last of the list that we have, <laughs> is the All-American Sumo Classic at the Mr. America Sports Festival in Atlantic City, New Jersey, Saturday, October 8th at noon local time. <laughs> and now that we have that out of the way... Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what's on everyone's mind. This goddamn never-ending plague knocking all of these stables out of the Nagoya Basho. Total stable withdrawals by end of Basho. Taganora, right before the start of the Basho, which is Takayasu stable. Dewana Umi on day seven, which is Matakayumi. Naruto stable on day eight. Hanaragoma Stable on Day 9, which is Ichiyamamoto's. Sarogatake Tamanoi Musashigawa on Day 11, which includes Koto Nowaka, Koto Eko, and Koto Shoho. Asakayama on Day 12. Oitakaze, Katanaumi, and Isinoumi on Day 13, which included Dayamami, Tsurugisho, Nishikigi, Tobizaru, Tamawashi, Endo, and Daesho. Then, on the very last day... Hakaku Stable, Okinaumi and Hokuto Fuji were Fusensho, and even Hakaku himself was absent from the uh, prize ceremony with Ichinojo. That's 15 dudes that had to withdraw just for Makauchi by itself. Mm-hmm. That's somewhere between like like 170 and 200 wrestlers overall. Yeah, a lot of dudes. Last I saw before Hakaku Stable had to withdraw, it was, I think they said 20% of Yeesh. all pro sumo wrestlers had God to withdraw damn. due to COVID. Yeah, it's just, it's totally wrecking them over there. Fucking sucks. But... We've already talked about that a bit. It sucks so bad. It's pretty fucking tragic. I just feel I feel for those guys. I really do. I do know. too. I know. And there's wrestlers who had tested positive who today when I was watching the Basho from day 15 I remembered, oh yeah, he went up against that guy that tested positive. Oh yeah, he went up against that guy that tested positive. Oh, and just like watching all these matches of these these Rikshi who had just wrestled COVID positive (laughs) people. I'm like, Oh man, are they going to like get sick tomorrow? Are they going to get long COVID? Are they going to still have a sumo career? What's, I don't know. It's fucking shitty, but you know what? Let's think about something a little more positive right now. (laughs) Let's go ahead and just give a quick run through of who we picked for our fantasy sumo. All right, so my fantasy sumo picks, of course, Yokozuna Terano Fuji, Mayozeki was Takakesho, Sekewake Daesho, Komosubi Hoshoryu. My Maigashira one through five pick was Ichinojo. Foreshadowing. Maigashira six through eleven, Aoyama, and my Maigashira twelve through seventeen pick was Nishiki Fuji. 
And then, of course, my Yokozuna was Terano Fuji. My Ozeki was Shodai. My Sekiwaki mm. was Wakataka Kage. Komosubi was Abi. Maegashira 1 through 5 was Kiribayama. Maegashira 6 through 11 was Midori Fuji. And Maegashira 12 through 17 was Dayamami. And, of course, at the end, we will be tallying up scores to see who won between the two of us. But for now... Why don't you go ahead and tell us how things ended up in Jurio? Jurio. My boys in Jurio. And I love these two guys. But we didn't do a whole lot of coverage for Jurio this buster just because it was just so bizarre. Just all kinds of just wonkiness. So we there just kind of. guys from Jurio coming up to Makauchi just yeah, because so there mean, weren't enough Makauchi wrestlers. So we kind of did a bit of Jurio coverage anyway. <laughs> there were guys from Makushita coming up to Jurio. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool to see Akesiyama like kick the shit out of Tochimaru. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> So, final scores for the Jurio boys that we keep track of. Enho got his Kachikochi with 8 and 7, as did Atami Fuji. Hirata Umi did badass at 10 and 5. Hokuseho did even better at 11 and 4. But it was ex Makuuchi fuckboy Rudin who won the Jurio Yusho with 12 and 3. <laughs> oh, God. There is there's some, some good Rudin stuff in here. All the top Rishi on day 11 also happened to be the only ones who had obtained their Kachikoshi by the previous day, day 10. They include Nishikigi, Tobizaru, Ichinojo, and of course, Terunofuji. However, Nishikigi and Tobizaru had to withdraw on day 13 due to Isanomi and Oitekaze stables getting infected with COVID. So... Yeah, it's Sucks a to be them. <laughs> total fucking shit show, but I guess the JSA is saying the show must go on. So indeed it does. Uh, yeah. All right. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about the notable bouts on day 11? So on day 11, Teratsuyoshi clamps down on Chiyomaru's leg right off the tachi eye and refuses to let go while Chiyomaru flails around wildly like, get off me, little shit! <laughs> Excellent Ashitori win for Teratsuyoshi. It kind of reminded me of those lions who catch the wildebeest by the leg, <laughs> you know, and then the wildebeest Jesus. is like, oh shit, I'm fucked, oh shit! <laughs> oh God. But nothing can be done about it. I mean, you're already True. lion food. True. <laughs> Poor Chiyomaru. Tsurigisho has 200 pounds on Midori Fuji, but that's not enough to stop the wily bulldog from getting a tight grip on his belt. The larger Rikishi got a one-handed grip on the back of Midori Fuji's Mawashi, but didn't seem to know where to go from there, when suddenly, Midori Fuji spins around and flips him over on his back with the Shitatenage. Like a confused turtle. <laughs> Okay, we then saw Tamawashi go up against Kerebayama, grabbing him by the neck like he's goddamn Asuka from Evangelion, <laughs> grunting with the intensity of his Norowa. Kerebayama escapes his sadistic grasp briefly, only to be grabbed by the throat again by Tamawashi, who then slaps his ass down for a dramatic spinning Hatakikomi. Well, he didn't have the 
beard anymore to break his fall. <laughs> so he had to make sure he landed on his back. I wish they would just let him keep the beard. It looks really oh my good God, on that him. That would be so awesome. There's plenty of guys in amateur sumo who have beards. Yeah. I don't know why. It just it makes me think of uh, like Vikings or something. You know what? <laughs> we don't have to get into that. Tell us okay. more. <laughs> Following that, we got Abi narrowly escaping Ichinojo's Okuradashi push-out attempt with some very slick Tawara dancing. Mm. He's clearly been working on his ring since, but unfortunately for him, that was not enough. It took a moment for Ichinojo to realize that Abi was trying to subvert his fate, but he was still able to move just a bit quicker than his lanky foe to achieve his Okuradashi victory on the second try. Day 12. One of the first bouts of the day, we see Oho put up a good fight against the aggressive Meisei. They bash head several times, but Oho's defenses didn't last for long as Meisei was eventually able to just Oshidashi his ass out. Tochin Ocean rolled Nishikifuji like a fucking blunt. <laughs> just Lift that him. ass up! <laughs> <laughs> Teratsuyoshi's hungry for wildebeest again, going for Sadana Umi's leg. But Sadana Umi's own lionly instincts kick in, and he starts batting around Teratsuyoshi like a playful cat. And then in a twist of irony, takes Teratsuyoshi's leg with the Sotogake takedown. Teratsuyoshi looked pissed after that one. <laughs> flipping his he was hair. like flipping his hair. His hair was all loose and just like mad. Yeah, he was pissed. Kiribayama pushes down on Uru's Tachiai, completely nullifying it, then starts attacking his shoulders and elbows to prevent him from mounting any effective pushing and thrusting attacks, culminating in a Hitakakomi slapdown win for Kiribayama. Yeah. Abi clears a fuck ton of distance with the Henka from the Tachiai to give his long arms enough room for some brutal supari before slamming Wakamoto Haru down with a Hikiotoshi. I'll never understand why some people are so against the Hinka. Well, I mean, it's clearly an effective maneuver, you know? I think some people are just butthurt that they keep losing from it. Well, except for fucking Chiyoshoma. He's a fucking dastardly, golem-esque fucking just... But he uses He's it like... He's just a, an evil hobbit in your mind. You have... <laughs> you can't see him any other way. But he's like the Hinka king. That's like his deal, you know? He's just... He uses hey. like deception and subterfuge he got good at a move that is serving him well i mean oh, are you really precious. gonna hold that against <laughs> <laughs> maybe people should stop complaining so much about the hinka and start actually training to learn how to avoid being taken down by it well, some people do not poor uncle toge no <laughs> we'll get to that later all right, Takakesho serves up a mean Norawada Nishikigi, pushing him all the way to the edge of the dohyo in one thrust. Nishikigi manages to escape briefly, but has no effective response and gets pushed out without putting up much of a fight. Oshidashi for Takakesho. <laughs> God damn it. Now I got you calling him that. <laughs> Lord Shodai mm. captures his Kachikoshi with the strength of the Billy Goat as he headbutts Aoyama off the dohyo. And with this win, Shodai is no longer Kadoba. Yeah! <laughs> Long live Shodai! Day 13. Teratsuyoshi tried going for yet another leg pick, but Oho, who is seven inches taller and 150 pounds heavier, simply grabbed the back of Teratsuyoshi's mawashi and snatched his ass down with an Owatadashinage win, gaining his kachikoshi and giving Teratsuyoshi 
his makakoshi. Ooh, damn. It's like the little lion went after a bull elephant this time <laughs> and just got squashed. Midori Fuji takes a series of notawas from Yutakayama while he attempts to get a grasp on his mawashi. Yutakayama tries for a pulldown, which Midori Fuji nimbly avoids before taking even more notawa abuse. At the edge of the ring, Midori Fuji realizes he's not going to get Yutakayama's belt, so he decides to just Hitakakomiya's ass over the tawara. I like that term, notawa abuse. I think that's going to be the name of my next band. (laughs) You know, I was actually contemplating some fucking silly shit yesterday about playing death grips every time Midori Fuji gets a win. Because, you know, he's usually got that lockdown on the Mawashi. (laughs) But with this match, he proves he's capable of more than just belt throws. So now I got to find something else. (laughs) Chiyomaru who's primarily a pusher-thruster, manages to get a two-handed grip on Shimano Umi's belt, which immediately starts to unravel. Shimano Umi also has a grip on Chiyomaru's belt, and I'm sure they both remember what happened between Terunofuji and Wakamoto Haru, <laughs> because it looks like they both stand there for a moment, contemplating the best way to move forward, literally and figuratively. <laughs> Ultimately, Chiyomaru prevails when he decides to pull down his opponent with an Iwatadashinage, a rare move for Chiyomaru. Though he already has his Makikoshi, he's not doing nearly as bad as Shimano Umi, who only has one win after 13 days. Oof. Shimanumi just got married, right? He did. I wonder if that has something to do with his uh, poor performance. Do you think he's just like, you know, just sexed out? <laughs> just like, you know, all of his fucking, all of his oomph that do he Do they typically have. wait until after marriage to start doing it in Japan? Well, I was about to say, and that's not like... A, I don't think anybody does that. I was about before. to say, I mean, but if you just got married, I mean, why not? Fuck it. That's what I'd be doing. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Tochin Ocean drove forward like the brave forces of Rohan. Oh, God. But the dastardly Chiyoshoma gave him a heinous hinka, grabbed his mawashi, and then executed an excruciating Uwatadashinage in service of Mordor. This has got to stop. <laughs> no. This Never. is getting ridiculous. <laughs> Chiyoshoma's grimma worm tongue. Uh, <laughs> All right. This is what happens when you get a couple of nerds into a sport. <laughs> it's true. All right. We then get to witness five fucking Fusen show in a row as Tobizaru, Endo, Dayamami, Tamawashi, and Nishikigi all had to withdraw on day 13 due mm. to COVID. Yeah. And Fusen Show, if you don't know already, is when someone wins by default because their opponent had to withdraw from the match, or in this case, the entire rest of the tournament. Even the audience was gasping as they announced the fourth one, and then definitely with the fifth one. Jeez. Just five of them back to back to back. Well, you, you might as well put them back to back, just get them out of the way, you know. True. I never thought of it like that. That's a good point. After seeing that depressing series of withdrawals, we see Abi going back to his old pushing-pulling tricks, which worked just dandy for a Hikiyotoshi win against Hokuto Fuji. Nice. Day 14. First bout of the day, Onosho and Nishiki Fuji have both been doing quite well this basho. They end day 14 both at 9 and 5 after Onosho swiftly delivers a Yorikiri frontal push-out to Nishiki Fuji. 
Rudin was called out from Jurio to face Myogiru and just bullied him right out of the ring for a Yorikiri victory, as well as the Jurio Yusho, meaning he's the Jurio champion and will likely be regaining a spot back in the Makouchi division come September. However, as we were watching a live stream of this match, the accompanying chat was overwhelmingly anti-Rudin. Oh, yes. And dozens of people were just like mercilessly dunking on him. In fact, we have some examples of the sick burns we witnessed. <laughs> and if you recognize any of these, you'll know whose live stream we were watching. Ryudin thinks minions are funny. Ryudin gives people COVID for Christmas. Ryudin shits other people's pants. Ryudin waits for his wife to open the door for him. Ryudin is not forklift certified. Ryudin does not own an air fryer. Ryudin uses other Rikshi's shampoo and never buys his own. When Ryudin wants a Hot Pocket, which is often, he puts it in the toaster. Ryudin just eats the chip dip with his hands after sneezing into it. Ryudin walks on the road when there is a sidewalk nearby to use. Ryudin leaves empty rolls of toilet paper on purpose. When Ryudin is hosting at his home, he only puts out microwave french fries. Ew. Ryudin's car runs purely on coal. <laughs> Rudin likes eating dog food. He says it's crunchy. Rudin never signals before he makes a turn. Rudin ate my grandma's last Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> Rudin farts in elevators when he sees someone getting on. Rudin's favorite food is microwave fish. Ew. Rudin makes old women help him cross the street. Rudin eats your lunch in the break room and then claims he didn't see your name on it. Rudin makes it his goal to clog the toilet. <laughs> Budin. Boo. Yeah, that last one, that's all it was. It was just booed Boo. So oh apparently, we here at Sumo Punks are not the only ones who like to dunk on Mutin all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's no Chia Shoma. <laughs> I don't know. Who's worse, Chia Shoma or Mutin? I don't know. At first, it was kind of like Chia Shoma was like Dime Store Rudin, but now like <laughs> Rudin's just a Dime Store Chia Shoma. You know what? <laughs> Why don't our listeners tell us who they think is worse, Rudin or Chia Shoma? Unless, or if you think that these guys are the best, tell us that yeah, too. You know where Rudin to find or us. Chia Shoma Stan. If not, we'll remind you at the end of the episode. Yeah, meet us in the street. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about the next bout? After that, we get Asano Waka coming up from Jurio to give Teretsuyoshi a brutal henka as he swings him around with a full 180 degrees and thrusts him out. Nice. A Tsukadashi frontal thrust out win for Asano Waka, who ends the day Nanasho Nanahai. That's seven wins and seven losses. And if you're unaware, the basic goal is to get at least eight wins. That's more wins than losses after 15 days. So not a show, not a high is seven wins, seven losses. You're going to get either one more win or one more loss. The anticipation kills me. Yeah. Oho was aggressive, but Midori Fuji was downright rabid. Oho was definitely trying to use his height advantage, defending Midori Fuji's probing attacks, up until the pit bull was able to get an inside left grip on Oho's Mawashi and pushed him out like a stubborn turd. <laughs> Aoyama and Chiyoshoma were both at the edge of Makikoshi on day 14 when Aoyama made the fatal mistake 
of attempting to headbutt Chiyoshima from the side, causing Chiyoshima to simply swing around to his left and gain a Tsukiyotoshi win that gave Aoyama his Makekoshi and helped him stave off his own Makekoshi for one more day. See, that was a smart move, actually. There's nothing tricky about that. Aoyama was in a shitty position that he shouldn't have been in, and that, I, I have to admit, took advantage of it. Yeah, it's true. That was kind of a, a good throw, but still. Dog act! Oh, come I, on. I have to steal that from Sumo Mainichi. It's it's just the perfect descriptor. Oh, because I won't let you use the Lord of the Rings references anymore. <laughs> You're going to steal other podcasts' references and nicknames for the Rikshi. Hey, it works. Similarly, Uda ends up Nana Show Nana High, that's seven wins and seven losses, after giving Hokuto Fuji a big hanka, a good Oshidashi shove, and then handing down Hokuto Fuji his own Makekoshi. Meisei delivers a Yori Kiri that crushes Ichinojo's Yusho dreams. For now. Both Wakamoto Haru and Kiribayama fall out of the ring at the same time, and the Gyoji gives the win to Waka, even though the replay clearly shows him hitting first. The judges call for a rematch. Both Rikishi go at each other with reckless abandon, like hissing, pissed-off geese honking and flapping at each other. <laughs> Wakamoto Haru recovers against several throw attempts by Kiribayama until they clench near the Tawara, until Kiri delivers a Yoritaoshi that crushes Wakamoto Haru so hard, he sends himself flipping over Wakamoto Haru's lifeless carcass. Yeah, that was actually... <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. That win puts Kiribayama at Nanasho Nanahai, 7-7. Seven and seven. That was a really fun match to watch because that really was. It, it was kind of a train wreck because when you watch the replay, you can clearly see that Wakamoto Haru hit first. Yeah. You know, but eh, whatever. Couldn't tell if it was the Shinitai or what the hell. In the replay, you see Wakamoto Haru, the top of his foot hits and his forearm hits before... Uh, Kiribayama. Kiribayama even lands. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's another dead body rule thing, but... I don't know. It was it was just a wonky call. Well, Hoshoryu then dosidos Tochin Ocean out for an easy Owata Dashinage victory, leaving Toch at 7-7. Seven and seven. Nana show, Nana high. Mm. Abi gains his Kachikoshi by Hitakakomi against Chio Tairu, giving Chio his Makekoshi. Takakesho then tries to perform a kotenage on Waka Takakage, but Waka is able to slip under him to get the belt, captures Taka's side, and starts pumping Takakesho out, which culminates in an Okuridashi victory for Waka Takakage. Yes, pump it! Pump <laughs> up the jams! Pump it up! While your feet are stomping! <laughs> Waka Takakage got Takakesho's booty on the floor, which made his day. <laughs> <laughs> The cushions started flying, one of them hitting Shodai in the back of the head as Terano Fuji himself went flying off the dohyo from a Hikiotoshi thrust down administered by our lord and savior Shodai. <laughs> Teru looked fucking pissed, and his D looked like it was hurting as he was walking down the Hanamichi. I don't want to jinx Shodai by gloating too much or anything, but I will say that if he wins tomorrow's match... He'll have double digits. He'll have 10 wins and 5 losses. And that's one of the things that a lot of people will criticize about Shodai is, well, he's an Ozeki, but he never gets a double digit win, which he has in the past. Yeah. 
Like Shodai's, quite a few times. Shodai knows what he's doing, okay? He, he <laughs> specifically does this shit to piss anti-Shodai people off. Because <laughs> he's trying to teach them a lesson, okay? It's all about humility. <laughs> but anyway. As of the end of day 14, the top contenders are Terano Fuji and Ichi Nojo at 11 wins and 3 losses each. Followed closely by Taco Queso at 10 wins and 4 losses. Now, it is possible that if both Teru and Ichi lose on day 15 and Takakesho wins, there could be a three-way tie for the Yusho, which will then have all three of them battling it out with each other. We also have quite a few Rikshi with Nanasho, Nanahai, that's seven wins, seven losses. Of course, the basic goal is to get a Kachikoshi, which is more wins than losses, and to avoid Makikoshi, which is more losses than wins. The Nanasho Nana High wrestlers as of day 14 include Asanowaka, which is one of the Jurio guys that came up into Makuchi, because everybody's getting withdrawn from Makuchi. <laughs> yeah. Kageyaki, another Jurio guy. Yutakeyama, Chiyoshoma, Ura, Kiribayama, and Tochin Ocean. Now, Let's see what happens in day 15. Day 15. Matoryu came up from Jurio to match with Shimano Umi, probably the easiest Makauchi opponent he could have for this basho. Yeah. Shimano Umi made the rookie mistake of not paying attention to where his feet were going, stepping out of the ring just briefly, but it was enough to give Matoryu his ninth win. Shimano Umi ends the tournament at only one win, 14 losses. Oof. Poor sideburns. You remember may say in march yeah yeah shimanumi is basically the march may say <laughs> <laughs> poor guy tochin ocean and yutakayama both at seven and seven going into their bout knowing one of them would get their kachikoshi and the other his makekoshi toch had no defense against yutakayama's immediate norawa attack which ended the match fairly quickly with tochin ocean at seven wins eight losses and yutakayama at eight and seven Uda and Ichinojo were pretty evenly matched, each with three prior wins against each other, as they went into their match on day 15. Ichinojo has been dominating the Nagoya race, so everyone watching was at the edge of their seat. If he lost and Terunofuji won in his later bout against Takakesho, then Teru would win the Yusho. If Ichi lost and Terunofuji also lost against Takakesho, that would mean a three-way tie between the three Rikishi, prompting a playoff. And if Ichinojo won but Terunofuji lost... The Yusho would be his. Mm. On top of that, Uda was sitting at seven wins and seven losses going into this match. The tension was quite high. Off the Tachiai, Ichinojo immediately gets a left outside grip on Uda's Mawashi and starts pumping him towards the edge. Then just leans him over and puts him to bed. <laughs> Yorikiri went for Ichinojo with the finishing record of 12 wins and three losses. Now his fate rests on the Yokozuna and the Ozeki. It really did look like he was just laying him down, though. <laughs> and he was pumping him pretty fucking hard. I was very tempted to write a body joke for this section, but I refrained <laughs> just because I don't want everyone to think I'm a complete pervert. She is. I know you got opinions about that. <laughs> Why don't you just continue? <laughs> Kiribayama and Chiyoshoma were both Nanasho Nanahai as they went into their bout, but it was Kiribayama who won his Kachikoshi with a brutal Watanage. Yeah. 
Midori Fuji gets a double-digit winning record against Hoshoryu with the Watashi Komi win. Although on the replay, it did look like Midori Fuji and Hoshoryu hit the ground at the same time, and even one of the commentators mentioned a possible Torinaoshi rematch right after the Gyoji call was made. But the judges didn't budge, and Midori Fuji ended with a 10-5 and record, Hoshoryu at 9-6. and Midori Fuji has been doing so oh, hell yeah. well since he got to Makauji. He's basically like the new and improved Inho. <laughs> I still like Inho. I know, I still like Inho too, but oh my god, Midori Fuji. <laughs> Our venerable and sublime Lord Shodai was captured, <laughs> also captured a double-digit winning record against Wakataka Kage with the Hitake Komi slapdown, proving how much he deserves his Ozeki position while pushing Waka face first into the dirt. Shodai ends the Nagoya Basho at 10-5, and Wakataka Kage at 8-7. and seven. He really did, though. Like, did you see that match? He just shoves his face into the clay. He did. Like, that with was... the, his hand on the back of his head. It was fucking gnarly. And then just took his lunch money. <laughs> and then the match everyone had been waiting for. Takakesho versus Teru no Fuji. They collide at the Tachiai. And Takakesho tried for a pull down, but Teru resists. Takakesho then goes full battering ram mode and bashes Teru no Fuji over and over and over again, inching him closer and closer to the edge of the ring. Before Teru even knows it, his left foot steps backward across the Tawara as he tries to make one last desperate swipe at his foe, which did send Takakesho tumbling off the dohyo, <laughs> but it mattered not. Takakesho bashed his way to victory with Ozeki and Yokozuna ending the tournament with an 11-4 record and giving the Maigashira Ichinojo the Yusho. Yay! Yay! Ichinojo! I was so stoked. I was like, you know, I woke up and I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, you know what? Ichinojo won. This is going to be a good day. Yeah, and it except, was. You know what? If Ichi Nojo can do it, I can do it. Well, Hell yeah. Well. <laughs> some things. <laughs> if Ichi Nojo can win the Nagoya Basho, then I can probably get up and eat breakfast within the next two hours, as I am horribly <laughs> bad at doing. We do have some facts about Ichi Nojo that we wanted to share, since he is the winner of the Nagoya Basho. Yeah. We thought that people who weren't familiar with him might want to get a little more familiar so you might want to know that he is 29 years old he is six feet three and a half inches tall and 465 pounds his birth name is alton kayag ichinorov he was born in mongolia his family are nomadic and he basically grew up on horseback yeah in fact, he's the first Mongolian from a nomadic tribe to become a pro sumo wrestler. Yeah. The very first one. As a kid, he was a bulk wrestler in Mongolia, winning the title in his province at age 14. He moved to Japan in 2010 to start high school, started practicing judo first, but then got noticed by some people on his high school sumo team who convinced him to do sumo instead. He became an amateur Yokozuna before he started pro sumo, and he's only the second foreign-born Rikishi to get Makushida Tsukidashi, meaning he was allowed to start wrestling in the fourth division from the bottom, which is only three divisions down from Makuchi, which is the top. 
So most Rikishi, when they first get drafted into Pro Sumo, they start at the very bottom rung, which is... Jonokuchi. Jonokuchi. That's right. Jonokuchi. And then it's Jonidan, right? Jonidan. And then after that is Sandanme. Sandanme. And then Makushida. Makushida. Then Jurio and then Makuchi. Yes. He is the fifth wrestler weighing over 200 kilograms to win the Makuchi Yusho. The others being Onokuni, Konishiki, Akebono, and Musashi Maru. His favorite foods include fried chicken and sweets, and he absolutely hates curry. Hates it. He's a big fan of Maria Nishiuchi, who is a Japanese model, actress, and musician. And he also loves archery and basketball, which I think Hakuho was really into basketball as well. And Kakuru. Apparently, like, They're basketball. All into basketball. No, like, basketball <laughs> is super popular in Mongolia. And, like, really? Pretty much all the Mongolian rikishi are all obsessed with basketball. I did not know that. Yeah. See, there's so much going on in sumo, you can learn a new thing, like, every day. Well, I guess it's time for us to tally up our fantasy dun, scores. Dun, 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 so why don't you tell me what you got, and I'll tell you what I got. <laughs> okay. That sounds a little foreboding. <laughs> so, my fantasy scores. Drum and roll. I'm, I'm just going to add oh. these all up. Terano Fuji with 11 wins. Takakesho with 11 wins. Daesho with 6. Hoshoryu with nine, Ichinojo with twelve, Aoyama with six, Nishiki Fuji with ten brings me to a total of sixty-five. Mm. Sabrina, you want to read? You want to read your picks? I guess I had Terano Fuji with eleven wins, Shodai with ten, Wakatakage with eight, Abi with eight, Kiribayama with eight, Midori Fuji with ten, Dayamami with. Two for a total of 57. I don't know how you keep doing this to me. What's what's funny, too, is so there was the league that we had with the group chat. Yeah. And in that group chat, it was Caleb Backus that won. Yeah. And then there's Nemo's Discord server, and that's the one that I won. So at least I won one of I I won (sighs) something this Basha. Yeah, but they don't give out prizes or anything. Not yet. Oh, anyway. man, it's bragging rights. <laughs> you don't know how much that's worth to me. I want to gloat. Like, gloating is, like, the funnest thing in the world. I'm just like, Are you going to make me, like, rub your feet or something while you gloat at me? Nah, that's Since just you, Okay. That's just I'll rub your feet anyway. Okay. Okay. Well, as we said recently, we've been trying to do some new things with our Basho coverage, kind of mix it up a little bit. So to end the show, we decided to go ahead and put in an award ceremony. We are calling this the Superb and Absurd Sumo Awards, or Sasa. Sasa works, right? Sassies. The Sassies? They're the Sassies. (laughs) There's four categories right now. If you have any suggestions for other categories, definitely let us know. You know where to find us. First off, we have the Rarest Kamari Tea winner. Now, this award goes to the Rikishi who uses the least commonly used Kamari Te or finishing move in the tournament. And the winner is Hokuto Fuji's Hikake Arm Grabbing Force Out on Day 10 versus Aoyama. Yay, Hokuto Fuji! 
Is that like the the halftime award show, <laughs> halftime show? Yeah. Is this when like P. Diddy comes out on the stage and like <laughs> twerks on Madonna or something? I don't know what happens at award shows. I don't watch that shit. Yeah. I only make up fake ones for my podcast. That's the only thing I know about award shows. Next up, we have the Crowd Crasher Award. This award goes to the Rikshi, or in rare cases, a Gyoji, who tumbles from the dohyo and causes the most chaotic collision with one or more spectators in the crowd, which includes any seated Gyojis, Shinpans, other Rikshi, or rich people who actually bought the expensive-ass tickets to sit next to the dohyo. <laughs> and the winner is... Takara Fujionde 4 versus Chiyotai Ryu, where Taka gets hurled into his own Oyakata. <laughs> Damn, just the luck of it all. Next up, we have the most notable audience member. This one goes to exactly what it sounds like, the most conspicuous person in the crowd. And the winner is... All the spectators who showed up knowing that COVID was wreaking havoc on the Rishi, but still were too lazy to wear their masks correctly. I swear, I saw more noses hanging out there than, than uh, uh, like a toucan sanctuary or something. <laughs> I don't know, something that has a lot of noses. An anteater farm, a fucking... <laughs> It reminds me of like that thing where they were comparing, you know, wearing your mask below your nose to like, you know, just sporting your dong above the. Oh yeah, just underwear. like hanging your dick out over the top of your <laughs> pants. I I, know, I every time I, I just think of everyone's noses as dicks when I see that. Dick noses. And the last award of the night, we have the worst Gyoji call, which is also exactly what it sounds like, and the winner is. Day 8, Wakamoto Haru versus Terano Fuji. Tate Gyoji Inosuke wins this award by not making the call to pause the bout so that Wakamoto Haru's unraveling Mawashi could be fixed while both Rikishi were just standing there and instead chose to do so as the two Rikishi had once again started performing aggressive maneuvers causing all manner of chaos. <laughs> and with that... We end this episode. Episode? We end this episode. <laughs> We're all tired after the Nagoya Ba show. You know where to find us. We're all over the social media Facebook, Instagram. If you try to look us up on Twitter, make sure you put it as Punk Sumo because why? You fucked it up. I did. I fucked up the Twitter. <laughs> Make sure you're always spelling punks with an X. You can also email us at sumopunks at gmail.com. We have a Redbubble page. Literally just search for sumo punks. Did I miss anything? Am I forgetting to say something? I can't. Oh, if you like the show, give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you are currently listening to this on. If you did not like the show, go read a book or something. I don't know. And vote for us anyway. Sure. Because... Fuck the system, that's why. Yeah! Fuck the system! <laughs> Unionize the Rikshi! <laughs> Alright, we'll see you guys later. Bye! Bye.